are back with another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show on this freezing Monday night, November 14th. How you doing tonight, T-Dog? It is freezing, and unfortunately, it doesn't look like it's going to get any warmer. If anything, it's going to get colder. I see yeah. the temperature here in Indiana, northeast Indiana, on Friday, the high is 25. Here, too. <laughs> and we were just put on a, a winter weather advisory for the uh... first time. This season for uh, tomorrow night, so that'll be fun, fun. to wake up on uh, that, Wednesday morning. That time of year, that time of year. Yep. The only uh, the only good thing about this time of year is you know it means basketball season. But other than that, basketball season's underway. Not uh, many good things about that this time of year. Agreed. Got some birdie bogey for me. I do. You are two up going into this question, <laughs> you so you can I really am. take a maybe a commanding. Impossible to come from behind lead here if you get it right. How many weeks we got left? Six six weeks left? Is that it? Of the year? Not not many. (laughs) Oh, man. Where's it gone? It's, yeah, ridiculous. Ridiculous. But um, got an NFL question for you here. Um, I see I'm frozen on camera. That's great. That probably means my uh, webcam is going out. But as long as you can hear me, I'm going to keep going. I can hear you. All right. Justin Fields is the fourth player in NFL history to record both a 50-yard passing touchdown and a 50-yard rushing touchdown in the same game. Alongside Ace Parker, I'm giving you that one, mm-hmm. and these other two players. A 50-yard rushing touchdown and a 50-yard passing touchdown? In the same game. Okay, well, one of these quarterbacks did it against my team in Week 2, so I know that one. Um, but yeah, it's a good question there. The other guy, I don't, uh, that's, uh, that's tough. Uh, birdie bogey brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient dense produce. And Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. Get your veggies. Uh, Tanner is still frozen on my end. Can he hear me? I can hear you. I just, I just can't get my, uh, so frozen most, off. I might have to jump out of the studio and jump back in. It's not the most flattering picture of you either that it does. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that real quick. <laughs> All right. Um, baseball off season is underway now. Free agents can sign with any teams. Not a whole lot has happened um, up to this point. Uh, a minor trade between the Rockies and the Braves back um, right after the World Series ended, but. Uh, Still a lot of rumors flying around. Tampa Bay Rays are trying to clear some 40-man spots, so they've been hot and heavy with the trade uh, talks, supposedly, with a number of teams, including with the Cubs. Uh, They have some pieces that uh, could be very desirable. Tyler Glass now is one, um, as far as the Cubs go, that I'd love for them to make a deal on. Uh, He'd be huge. Cubs need a top-of-the-rotation a sort of guy in Tyler Glass now could be it. But uh, other than that, not a whole lot of rumors uh, with baseball offseason underway. Jose Abreu <clears throat> is a free agent that the Cubs are very interested in. It sounds like they're going to make an absolute priority. Uh, they are the betting favorites to sign Carlos Correa as well, according to DraftKings. But uh, other than that, not a whole uh, not a whole lot of baseball news. The uh, Rule 5 deadline is uh, Wednesday, so... Guys who are Rule 5 eligible have to be added to the 40-man roster uh, by Wednesday or they will be subjected to the Rule 5 draft. Uh, but, yeah, as I said, other than that, not a whole lot uh, going on in baseball. 
Yeah, I got nothing on the baseball end. So, <laughs> um, but Tanner's back. Tanner's camera's back, and that's all. Uh, that's all that matters. Yep. It's just ignore the names underneath the underneath the pictures. <laughs> I'm I'm not Tanner Lee. Yeah, there Tonight you go. I might be, but uh, <laughs> give you the hottest takes possible. Go for it. Go for it. We need some. <laughs> we need some. So. Well, what are we starting with tonight, Jay? Man, are we starting college basketball. Are we starting uh, college football. Are we starting NFL. We can uh, we can talk some college hoops here real quick. All right. Um, Purdue and Illinois are both two and zero. Well, so that's good. thank goodness. I, I mean, if they dropped either one yeah. of their first two games, there'd be a lot of problems. Yeah. Um, has anyone in the Big Ten lost yet? Michigan no. State lost to Gonzaga by yes. one. Yes, <laughs> yes, they have. <laughs> Uh, but they played a lot better than I think a lot of people thought they would against the number two team in the country. Uh, Gonzaga struggled. They got blown out by Tennessee in a scrimmage earlier in the year. Um, obviously didn't look that great against Michigan State. They only beat them by one. Um, but I believe Michigan State's the only uh, Big Ten loss so far, which you hate to see it. I do have to give a shout-out here to Thad Mooney on Facebook. said, Dear Santa, please give uh, – Tanner a new computer for Christmas. So, yes, Santa, if you're listening, I think I've been a good boy this year. New laptop, please. It's what, six years old now, I think, right? Got it in Christmas of 2016, or right around Christmas 2016. And really, I think it's the USB drives. Just don't mm-hmm. want to work more times than not. But that's part of the internal part of the computer. So, yep. yeah. it'd be uh, an end of an era for sure. All good things must come to an end, Jay, man. <laughs> it, they they must, and they always do, unfortunately. But Michigan got a scare the other night got, by yeah, Eastern Michigan. Yeah, they got by Eastern Michigan, yeah. Uh, Imoni Bates had a 30 against them after uh, having a DNP coach's decision game one. Of course, he had uh, the most hype, one of the most hyped-up high school basketball players ever, number one player in his class, Goes to Memphis, doesn't do a whole lot there. Transfers to Eastern Michigan, gets uh, arrested for a couple things. Gets off with very little. Um, I think he he is sentenced on December fourteenth, if I'm not mistaken. Looks like he's looking at probation for two years or so. Uh, but now he's at Eastern Michigan after uh, racing the cover of Sports Illustrated in 2018 when he was just you know how old would he have been? Fifteen years old maybe. Uh, so quite the fall from Grace, but uh, he uh, put on an absolute show against Michigan on Friday. Yeah, he played well. He proved he can hang with the big boys with big competitions. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what kind of year he has the uh, the rest of the way. But I don't think he's good enough to take the Eagles to the NCAA tournament. But I could be wrong. Yeah. You never know. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm with you on that. Um, Eastern Michigan hasn't been good in basketball for. Ever. No, no, I can never remember them yeah. being good. And, and, and sometimes all it takes is one guy. Uh, but uh, yeah, they, I mean, he had 30 against Michigan and kept them right in it. And, you know, they had, they had chances late too, and they just couldn't overcome it. Hunter Dickinson had 31 points uh, for Michigan. He's, he's, uh, he's pretty good. So. Making our uh, preseason Big Ten player of the year prediction look pretty good. Look pretty good, unfortunately. Um, but uh, Big Ten this week finally starts a uh, big round of games, starting really tonight with uh, the Gavit games starting. We have uh, 
We have DePaul and uh, Minnesota, I believe, tonight. I'll take take DePaul in that one. Uh, it's in Minnesota. DePaul is a point and a half favorites, though. I'll still take uh, DePaul. Then we have, I have uh, Butler. Minnesota Minnesota's just scratched by a few games already this yeah, year. So a couple times, yeah. Um, DePaul is actually favored on the road. When's the last time that's happened? Uh, but then we have Butler and Penn State. Um, I'll take Penn State because they're home team. Give me Penn State at home as well. Um, what what did our good buddy Andrew call a thad to the bone? Thad uh, to the bone. Butler. Thad to the bone. Thad Mata is back, uh, and I'm sure he'll get him back to where. Maybe not they once were, but I think he'll make them significantly more competitive than a Jordan made them. Here's some, a little trivia. I almost used this as my birdie or bogey question. There's only one team undefeated in the Gavit games. They're 3-0. Who is that team? Um, I think Illinois is 0-3. <laughs> uh, no, no, they, they beat DePaul in the first year of it, but no, they lost to uh, they lost to Providence, beat DePaul, lost to Georgetown, lost to uh, Marquette last year. Um, three and O, I mean Michigan. No, good guess though. Who is it? Maryland. Maryland, really? Mm-hmm. Are they in it this year? I don't know. I just saw that question. Must uh, um, it's an interesting one. Uh, they it does not look like they're gonna because they play no. Binghamton tomorrow night. So, Binghamton. Uh, but uh, yeah, t- tomorrow night we have Northwestern at Georgetown. That's an even line. That's oh, only the parents are gonna watch that game. Um, yeah, give me Patrick Ewing, I guess, in Georgetown. Georgetown had lost twenty one in a row up until <clears throat> game one, where they ended up squeaking by. I think in overtime against a bad team and they won the other night but uh give me northwestern on the road i think georgetown's trashed that's why you don't hire legends it's not going well for patrick yeah yeah, never ends well either Uh, so yeah our our favorite event of the year the state farms champions classic is played at gainbridge Fieldhouse in indianapolis kentucky michigan state duke kansas um, who you got in those? I wouldn't mind if they switched up teams every year or, or, you know, every two years, it's the same for every single year. And it's just annoying. Um, yeah, who'd you say who plays who I'm sorry, who plays who, uh, Kentucky, Kentucky plays Michigan state. I like Kentucky. Yeah. Give me Kentucky. And then I believe it's Duke, Kansas. That's it's usually those four. Yeah, and I like Kansas. Yeah, give me Kansas in that one as well. Uh, Marquette at Purdue. Yeah, Purdue's first real test. Um, you know, Marquette's going to press him. Shaka Smart style, that's what he does. Shaka Smart's been a thorn in Matt Painter's side. Beat him in uh, the NCAA tournament back in 2011 when he's at Virginia Commonwealth in the second round uh, on his way to a Final Four appearance where he lost to Butler. Speaking of Butler, before uh, Butler eventually lost to UConn in the most boring national championship game of all time. And... Uh, Matt's also lost to him twice when Shaka was at Texas. Now, this is Purdue's third time playing Marquette in these Gavit games, but the first time playing them in West Lafayette. It's an 8.30 game tomorrow night, Fox Sports 1. With all that said, I think Purdue wins a tight one. And tight, I mean by under 10 points. 
I think it's a single-digit game. I think Purdue pulls it out. Zach Eady's been playing well, or at least had a big game the other night against Austin P. And then uh, the freshman, uh, Fletcher Lawyer, Braden Smith, the two freshman starters have been playing pretty well so far through two games. So anxious to see how they handle some tougher competition tomorrow. Don't know much about Marquette, though, so I'm taking I'm taking Purdue. Let's go uh, Let's go 78-71, Purdue. Purdue at home is tough, obviously, to beat. Uh, Marquette isn't as good as they were last year, but still they'll press, and it'll be interesting to see how freshman point the freshman guards really handle that. Um, so that'll be an interesting kind of matchup for them. However, Purdue at Mackey Arena, uh, they haven't been shooting the ball well. If, if that continues, I still think they win, but it'll be a lower-scoring game because both are really good defensive teams. Uh, give me Purdue 66-58, to 58, low scoring. I'll low take scoring. it. I'll take it. Yeah, I think this Purdue team, after seeing their sample size so far through two games, I think they're going to be a better defensive team by far uh, compared to last year's mm. team. But they, of course, won't put up as many points. So. And and usually the defense is a little ahead of where the offense is at this point, for some schools anyway, I should say. Uh, Michigan at Pittsburgh on Wednesday night. Michigan. <clears throat> Pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, Pittsburgh's trash. Um, Iowa at Seton Hall. Wait, did you say Michigan at Pittsburgh? Yeah. Why are they playing? That's Oh, that, that's not Gavit Games. I was thinking the uh, the old school Big East. No, it's just called Legends Classic. It must oh. be in some sort. It's at the Barclays Center. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's not at Pitt. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Michigan. Michigan, anyways. Iowa at Seton Hall, and what is the Gavit game? Give me the Hawkeyes. Give me Iowa as well. Uh, I think they're uh, they're dangerous for sure. Mm-hmm. Chris Murray can uh, go Nebraska off at thirty at St. John's. Yeah. Give me Carbello in the Red Storm. Give me St. John's. <laughs> I was just about to say, give me Carbello and the boys. Give me uh, give me St. John's. Um, there's two more Gavit games here. Uh, Indiana at Xavier. Yeah, this will be a tougher test for Indiana than what they've played so far, but I think they, Xavier's a decent team, but I think Indiana's pretty good. I think they have more talent. Uh, give me Indiana, but in, in, a, in a pretty close one. Yeah, I think, uh, the Centos Center will be rocking. Um, and it should be, uh, Sean Miller's back at Xavier. Indiana hasn't been tested yet either, which not many teams have. Uh, but give me Indiana on the road. Sean wants to get revenge then, for his little brother. For his little brother. There you go. Um, and then also uh, Friday night, we have Villanova at Michigan State. Who's Villanova's new coach? I do not know, uh, but I do know that they – I just checked and they were down 9-2 to two to a not very good team. And they've already lost again. They lost to Temple. Uh, I could not name you their new coach, though. Well, either way, I was going to take Michigan State, but I was just curious if you knew off the top of your head. Yeah. So give me the Spartans. Give me Michigan. Give me Michigan State as well. And then the big one in my land, anyway. Uh, Friday night, number nineteen Illinois against number eight UCLA at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Oh, um, I don't know anything about UCLA. I haven't seen them play. Um, only seen Illinois play against Kansas City the other night, which if Kansas City wins ten games, I'll be <laughs> really bad. surprised. Yeah. Um, 
You know, I'll go. I'll go with the Illini in this one, Jay. Man, two point win, two point win for the Illini. Two point win, make me sweat it out. Oh, absolutely, um, it's time. Give me, give me, give me UCLA. I just so far. That's a shocker. Month, they've looked good in spurts, <laughs> bad in spurts. Um, I think UCLA's better, and again, with all the newcomers, it'll be interesting to see how they handle an actual legitimate title contender um illinois needs to shoot a lot better i mean we saw them start what was it one for 19 from the floor wasn't good uh, but Friday. they were the first if they, to if they 10 do that against ucla they'll find themselves down 25 uh in the first 10 minutes or so uh but give get, give me ucla and i think illinois will keep it close they'll be able to force some turnovers i'll make it frustrating for them but uh yeah give me ucla and uh that's all the notable games i would say yeah, we have more to talk about next week. There's some really good tournaments going on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. week. But uh, the first two weeks of college basketball is just kind of blah for the most part. And everybody getting their feet wet. Yeah, for the most part. Do you want to get educated here real quick? I do. I do. On this day in 1943, Chicago Bear Sid Luckman passes for seven touchdowns versus the New York Giants. Probably the best quarterback is in the he better franchise. Than Field? <laughs> no, not if you talk to Bears fans. It's Justin Fields already. Justin can run, but I still want him to see him do a little more in the passing game. Got to start winning some games too. Mm-hmm. Had a chance yesterday, and he threw a pick six. Mm-hmm. Um, on this day in 1957, who won the National League MVP? 57. Stan Musial. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hank Aaron. Wow. That was a good guess, though. That was a good guess. On this day in 1979, California's Don Baylor wins American League MVP. Rest in peace. Remember him as a cup coach, manager, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. On this day in 1990, James Worthy is arrested in Houston and charged with two counts of solicitation of a prostitution, of a prostitute. Oh boy, James! Not a, not a fun one to get arrested for. No. Um, who won the 1993 43rd NASCAR Sprint Cup on this day? 93. Let's go, Bill Elliott. Dale Earnhardt Sr. Hmm. He came to my mind right away, but I didn't think 93 was one of his years for some reason. Also on this day in 1993, Don Shula becomes the coach with the most wins in NFL history. When did he retire? Uh, 95-ish? I want to say Jimmy Johnson took over in 96. Wasn't okay. He was there a couple years. Um, kind of handcuffed Dan Marino a little bit, which was stupid. Uh, but that's Jimmy. And on this day in 2018, New York Mets pitcher Jacob DeGrom won the National League Cy Young Award. His 10 wins were the fewest ever by a Cy Young winner in a non-strike shortened season. He led Major League Baseball with a 1.70 ERA. I remember that. Yeah, and that is going to do it for on this day. 
And that is the On This Day segment, which is brought to you by, like it is every week, Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated custom woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs. From signs at the grow charts, their custom pieces make a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. To see some of their recently completed projects, visit at Mooney Woodcrafts on Instagram and Facebook. And for custom orders, contact them at MooneyWoodcrafts at gmail.com. Makes the perfect gift for the sports fan in your family, or even if they're not a sports fan. If you're wanting a growth chart, if you're wanting a military sign, uh, whatever it may be, get a hold of Thad. He can make it for you. Yes, sir. You want to talk some college football? Yes, I do. Uh, real quick, uh, viewer, loyal viewer of the show, Sean Shriver just texted me. Said Don Baylor, who won MVP on this day in 19... I got to bring it up here. Sorry. Lost it. Uh, on this day in 1979, is the only pure DH to win an MVP. Interesting. I did not know that. There you I go. did not... Uh... Not come up there, yeah. It's good. Uh, it's a nice little factoid by our uh, stats guy, Sean Schreiber. Yeah, he really is. He's like uh, Tony Stats used to be on. Pardon the interruption. <laughs> he really is. Uh. <laughs> yes, college football. Uh, um, no one weekend. In, yes, n- no one in the Big Ten now controls their own destiny to win the West. Not a single team. Nope. Nope, it's uh, the Wild Wild West. Uh, odds to win the West now. Yep, odds to win the West now that Purdue has beaten Illinois. Purdue has a 49.8% chance to win the West. Iowa has a 26.7% chance. Illinois, a 12.7% chance. Minnesota, a 10.4% chance. And Wisconsin, a 0.3% chance. Here are uh, these scenarios, if I can bring it up here real quick. Um, Purdue must win out and have at least one Iowa loss. Illinois, assuming a loss versus Michigan, uh, they would need to win versus Northwestern, have Purdue lose uh, to either Northwestern or Indiana, and have Minnesota lose a game, and have Iowa lose a game. So pretty much Iowa if they lose to win to, out. Or if, if Illinois loses to Michigan, they're pretty much out of it. They're probably yeah they're done. Um, Iowa needs to win out, or they need to, or if they lose to Minnesota, they need to beat Nebraska and have a Purdue loss and have an Illinois loss. Or if they win versus Minnesota and loss versus Nebraska, they need Purdue loss, Illinois loss, and Minnesota loss. So does that technically mean um, Iowa kind of controls their own destiny if they win out? Yeah. That's so they must unless they, unless uh, Illinois won both right. What if Iowa and Illinois both went? If they went out, unless, no. If they both went out, then Illinois gets a tiebreaker over Iowa. Correct, but Purdue would have the tiebreaker over Illinois should they lose. But they whoa, that's trippy. I I, I don't know how they yeah I don't know how they'd maneuver that all out. Well, it so might go to overall record. It might go to overall record then, and then Illinois would have nine wins. Whereas Iowa and Purdue and only yeah eight. they'd be nine and three, right? Okay, well, um, assuming Illinois loses to Michigan, which they will, um, and Iowa wins out, I guess they kind of control their own destiny. Mm-hmm. But they have at Minnesota and they play Nebraska. 
So I saw that over uh, under for that Minnesota Iowa game is the lowest of any game in like 36? the last decade. Yeah. <laughs> it was lower than the Northwestern Iowa. Must have been. No. Uh, Minnesota must win out and have a Purdue loss. Um, Wisconsin has to win out and have an Iowa loss and have a Purdue loss and have an Illinois loss versus Northwestern. So I- Iowa has to lose versus both Minnesota and Nebraska. So that's why it's 0.3. But uh, I will go on record and say I think Purdue uh, Purdue gets to uh, gets to go play Ohio State or Michigan. Good luck to you. I'll take it. I just want just to say you finally oh, won the West cool. one time would be great. Um, and I guess it is a game of football. Anything can happen, even though they would get blitzed by either team. But I just want Purdue to win their, the remaining two, and then what happens, happens. Um, if if Iowa wins out, so be it. Iowa smacked Purdue around, and, you know, you got to beat who's on your schedule to win it all. So, um, But Purdue's back in a pretty good position again. Um, besides rooting for uh, Jeff Brom and company, I'll be a big uh, P.J. Fleck and Minnesota fan this weekend for this weekend only. It's got to hurt. It does hurt. <laughs> Um, my word association actually uh, is Big Ten championship related. It is just a random player from a team that got beat in the Big Ten championship game. Uh, so this is I, I have ten of those, and then I just have three random Big Ten champion players. It's kind of a kind of a mixed list. But uh, last year, Spencer Petrus in Iowa. Uh, he's still there, um, playing better ball as of late the last couple of weeks than he had. Um, he a, guy, a guy that Ferentz believes in for some reason and never wants to give their backup a chance. But um, yeah, it's going to be weird. It's going to be Ohio weird next State. year when, uh, well, everybody looks terrible against Ohio State, but it's going to be weird next year when <laughs> Iowa has a new quarterback because he feels like he's been there for a decade. Yeah. Uh, Jack Cohn, Wisconsin. Jack Cohn, uh, forgot about him. Uh, Notre Dame quarterback last year. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, serviceable quarterback. Kind of got Wally pipped at Wisconsin. Got hurt, and then Graham Mertz came in and had a great first game against Illinois in 2020, and he saw the writing on, on the walls like, well, I'm not going to be playing anymore. I might as well transfer to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patty Fisher, Northwestern. He was a good one. He was kind of like Pat Fitzgerald, a really mm-hmm. good college player, really good linebacker, yeah. never made the pros. Alex Hornerbrook. Remember the name? Can't even tell you much about him, though. Lefty. He was a le- lefty Wisconsin, lefty right? Lefty quarterback from Wisconsin. Okay, now, now it's coming yeah, back to me. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't good. Yeah. Yeah, they, they thought he was going to be something because he had a really good – like freshman year, and he just didn't do a whole lot after that. Didn't have to with that O line and all those um, running TJ backs w- they have. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, TJ Watt, top five NFL defensive player when he's healthy. Um, guy's a beast. He was a beast yeah. in Wisconsin, a beast uh, for longer at Wisconsin than his brother was because his brother transferred from Central Michigan. Mm-hmm. But uh, fun player to watch. Glad he returned to the field for Pittsburgh yesterday. Yeah, hope hopefully he doesn't start having JJ's issue with injuries because uh, JJ was looking like one of the greatest ever, 
And now he's going to probably scrap and claw just to get into the Hall of Fame at this point with all of his injuries. I would say he's uh, a Hall probably of still a safe bet, but uh, no. I bet I would too. But the injuries definitely knocked him down a peg. Sure. Um, C.J. Beathard. Man, another Iowa guy. He actually had a cup of coffee in the NFL uh, with San Francisco. But uh, yeah. yeah, these these are bringing back some some memories of definitely some uh, <laughs> some West teams and uh, that that weren't that great. Well, they were good teams, but then they got the Big Ten championship and, like you said, lost. But uh, yeah. no system quarterback. The theme is a lot of these are Western system For quarterback, sure. like most yeah. most Iowa quarterbacks are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joel Stave. <laughs> Man, you just don't remember these uh, Wisconsin quarterbacks because all they do is hand off and let the running backs do the work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, wow. I hadn't thought of that name in five years. Uh, I hadn't either. He, I forgot about him. He was like a four-year starter. Did he have a mustache? If not, he should have with the name Stave. He should have had a nice mustache. I don't I don't remember. <laughs> uh, Braxton Miller. He was a good one. Good athlete. Ended up uh, finishing his career at Ohio State as a wide receiver. Then uh, played a little wide receiver for the mm-hmm. Houston Texans. was kind of a hybrid. But uh, just one of the many good quarterbacks in a row Ohio State's had. Yep. Taylor Martinez. I do remember him losing Wisconsin. They lost like 70 to 35, but he ran like a 70-yarder for a touchdown. Yeah. Um, seemed like he yeah. was at North Nebraska forever, and then the Martinez they just had. Seemed like he was at Nebraska for forever, and I don't think they're related. Yeah. So, and the very first um, Big Ten championship loser is Kirk Cousins. It's legends and leaders, Captain Kirk. Man, he's uh, mm-hmm. maybe the best NFL quarterback when it comes to one p.m. Eastern time starts. Uh, just don't put yeah. him at prime time. But actually, I want to see. Hopefully, he gets a prime time game soon because I want to see what he does. Because I told you the Vikings are for real. Now you believe me after yesterday. I believe you now. I believe yep. you now. Yep. Uh, I have three more here, and all of them were actually winners of a Big Ten championship before the Big Ten championship game was a thing. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, Michigan State. Yeah, good one. Michigan State was a real good back for a long time for the. For the Steelers, then he won it out. So then he went to the Jets and was eh. He's bounced around the league a little bit, Kansas City and maybe somewhere else. But yeah, he was a good Spartan back. the The first ever good Spartan back yeah, I can remember was T.J. Duckett. But then after T.J. Duckett, he probably was the next best one, um, or the next, the following best one. He was better than Duckett, but what I'm saying is I don't remember any in between. I mean, uh, there was a couple more they had, but those are. Name too, I remember growing up. Yeah, Le'Veon's uh, NFL career ended poorly for sure. Yeah. Uh, Terrell Pryor, another good Ohio State quarterback that got converted wide receiver in the pros for the then Washington Redskins and the Oakland Raiders at the time, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was he was a part of some good Jim Trussell teams. That's for sure. That's for sure. I, yeah. I do remember Ryan Kerrigan yeah. making his, his uh, life not fun, though, on an October day in 2009. Hmm. Uh, last one here, another Wisconsin quarterback, Scott Tolzien. Colts backup. Um, actually played a little bit, I believe. Um, 
don't know what year that would have been. Didn't he play a little bit? The uh... I know he played, but I don't. I don't remember what year that was. Yeah, uh, Colts liked their Wisconsin quarterbacks to be backups. They had Jim Sorgi as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember Tolzien with the Colts as well. Um, I don't know what year that would have been. Besides Russell Wilson, Wisconsin's now that more I think about it, their quarterbacks are kind of like the running backs and office linemen that you can take the name off the jersey and the number, mm-hmm. just put another one on, and they pretty much play the same. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, that is going to do it for on this day. That was a fun list. I always like to go back in time uh, and remember some Big Ten players. And that is not the on this day. That's word association, Josh. Word um, association, I mean. I threw that <laughs> one up. And a performer print two promo group is the sponsor of the word association like they are every week. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, they have over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574 210 You want to pick some Week 12 Big Ten games? Yeah, can we talk about the uh, Purdue-Illinois game a little bit first? I would prefer not. <laughs> well, I, mainly I just want to say I was surprised going into Saturday's game that Purdue hadn't, hadn't lost in Champaign since 2010. Um, I did not know that off the top of my head till the other day, and now they extended that. So that's six in a row they've won over in Champaign. I, I don't really understand why, but they're kind of making that uh, Ross to West um, for themselves. Illinois football is trash and has <laughs> been forever. So that's that's why. This is their best team since the Rose Bowl team, and I still don't even think they're that all that good. They had a real fluky, nice stretch, but um, I don't know. back to being were, the same all line, I man. The, all the broadcasters have been talking about how good their defense is, and their defense is good. Um, it's gotten torched the past two but, weeks. But really what hurt them was um, – in the officiating was yeah. pretty suspect. But penalties, 121 yards of penalties, yeah. that's hard to yeah. overcome for anybody. Five pass um, interference. And really they hadn't faced a passing team like Purdue all year. Probably hadn't faced a quarterback like Aiden O'Connell all year, even though he had some struggles coming into the game and even struggled in the first half. Uh, he played a pretty clean fourth quarter there when they really needed it. Um, yeah, Illinois had a very easy schedule, which has helped their record look the way it is. And again, defense is solid, good run game. But again, they're Illinois football. They'll always be Illinois football. Um, I've been in basketball mode for a couple weeks now, and uh, hopefully, I think a lot of fans are starting to switch there already, even after just a two-game losing streak. Well, it looked like their crowd wasn't the greatest on Saturday, um, and, and it was bitter yeah, cold. Was crazy. But um, yeah, it's just just kind of different cultures. I mean, if if that was you know switched and Purdue was seven and two at home and ranked oh, twenty one, it would it would have been packed and, and ready yeah. to roll. But uh, but yeah, it, it was a interesting game to say the least. Um, I did. It, it just baffles my mind though how. Much better Purdue plays on the road than they do at home under Jeff Brown. <laughs> Why, Why uh, is that? I don't know. Um, I mean, that's twice they've won against a ranked opponent this year on the road. At the time, ranked Minnesota and Illinois, and they also have a road win on uh, Maryland. Um, now they have a road loss at Syracuse, which at the time didn't look too bad. Now it's not aging well. Um, 
I don't know. It's just that's been a common theme under Jeff Brom. They play better on the road. They play good when their backs are up against the wall. Like a lot of Purdue fans wrote them off after the last two games, and deservingly so. They looked awful at Wisconsin and awful at home against Iowa, particularly after a bye week. And then they come out and win a game. A lot of people didn't give them a chance to. So yeah. now we'll see what they can do when they. I mean, the next two teams they play are the worst two teams they've played all year, I think. And that mm-hmm. includes Florida Atlantic. Well, okay, scrap Indiana State. That's not fair. But right. of the um, Division One teams. So let's see what they can do when they're actually favored big time. Can they actually not only win a game but win it easily? They haven't been in – they haven't had any really easy wins ex- except Indiana State. All the rest, they've scratched and clawed for it, so. I, I will say, even though I picked Illinois last week, I did say I think Purdue wins. You did. I, you did later I, in the show. I will say that. I will say you that. Did. But, uh, you did. You did. You did. But now we can pick some games. I just want to get out of my system a little bit. Illinois at Michigan. Yes. Uh, let me flip over my notes here. Um, Michigan is a 17.5 point favorite. According to DraftKings, or according to the score app, excuse me. I have Michigan for six confident points. I have Michigan for five. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think Illinois has much of a shot whatsoever against uh, against Michigan, especially Michigan's, if Chase Brown's out. <clears throat> Michigan's running back, Scott Chance, maybe the one the Heisman. Yeah, Blake Corum. Um, Blake Corum. I mean, it, it's going to be fun to watch him. Excuse me. And C.J. Yeah, Stroud I, go head-to-head because they're both in the Heisman race. So Yeah, I, I think Illinois' defense can keep it close because uh, I don't think they fear – uh, McCarthy that much uh, for Michigan, but again at Michigan, it's probably it. <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan wins right at seventeen. That seems about yeah, right. And um, the thing is, you know, you could look at these matchups and Ohio State's matchup with Maryland. You could say, "Whoa, they might be overlooking their opponents to next week." Mm-hmm. But I think both those teams are so focused right now on their main goal. I don't see right. that happening. But no, I don't you, you so never, know. never know. Never uh, know. Wisconsin at Nebraska. Wisconsin's a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. I know Nebraska's not playing very well, and the record's not good at 3-7, and seven, but it still baffles me the point spreads their underdogs lately at home. Yeah. Um, I think Wisconsin wins. I'm putting one confident point on it, but I think Nebraska covers that spread. I agree. I have Wisconsin for one. Um, there's a lot of blowout potential for some of these other games, uh, but uh, – and this is probably the one that I think will be the closest. But, uh, yeah, give me Wisconsin for one. Uh, Northwestern at Purdue. Yeah, we just talked about this game a little bit. I see uh, Purdue, according to the score apps, an 18-point favorite. Um, somebody said, according to FanDuel, Purdue is a 20-and-a-half. If they get to 20 or above 20, that would be the first time Purdue's favorite at home against a Big Ten opponent by 20 or more since Northwestern and or since Illinois, I believe, in 2005. Wow. <laughs> been a long time. Yeah. Um, I do think Purdue wins, and I think Purdue wins pretty easily. Northwestern's 1-9, and nine, hasn't won a game on U.S. soil. They're awful. Aiden O'Connell, senior day. Charlie Jones, senior day, even though he's only one-year Boilermaker. Um, I think Aiden goes out big with a big game. Uh, four points. Four points, though, for Purdue, because there's, there's a couple more I feel just more confident um, in, I guess. I have Purdue for six. Northwestern is the worst team in the Big Ten by a wide margin. I'll be surprised if Purdue wins by less than 20. Uh, that's how bad Northwestern is. It will be cold. Um, it, was, it was cold last week, too. It's true. Uh, IU at Michigan State. Yeah, Spartans are 10 half-point favorites. Uh, Indiana cannot make a bowl now with a record of 3-7. and seven. Things are not going good for Tom Allen down there. 
don't know who's going to play quarterback for him. But East Lansing, I don't think it's going to matter. Uh, Mel Tucker seems 5-5. Five and five. I think they win this game and go bowling, but I only have three confident points on the Spartans. I only have two on Michigan State. Uh, it does seem like it's getting real ugly there in Indiana, though, and it wouldn't surprise me if they just implode the rest of the year. Um, but at the same time, I don't really trust Michigan State. So Michigan State for two. Ohio State at Maryland. Ohio State's a 28-point favorite. I think they make another statement on the road and give me mm-hmm. Ohio State for seven. They're just that good. Yep. Maryland's not playing very good football right now. Yep, Ohio State for seven, agreed. Penn State at Rutgers. I got Penn State for five here. They're 20-point favorites. Um, once again, just a complete mismatch. I have Penn State for four. Uh, Iowa at Minnesota. Minnesota, three-point favorite at home. Pretty good game here, I think. Uh, maybe I'm going with my heart here. I got the Golden Gophers for two. I have Minnesota for three. Uh, I think Minnesota's a little bit better than uh, Iowa. If Iowa gets past this one, though, and gets Nebraska at home, they're probably yeah. going to do it. Yep. Uh, so this And Kirk Ferentz uh, will be laughing all the way to Indy. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's just ridiculous. Uh, but uh, – I will say that I won Big Ten Pick'em this week. It did not go as well for me in the NFL for the third straight week. We haven't disagreed on a Big Ten match in like three weeks. Yeah, it's, it's just been it's point been differences. Yeah. <laughs> um, some top 25 games here. Uh, I won't do a few of them, or only do a few of them, I should Can't say. Can't do too many of the SEC matchups because they're all playing Cupcake. They're all Cupcake uh, City Like this Austin P and, and those sorts of teams. Uh, Georgia and Kentucky do play, but Kentucky's kind of uh, imploding as well. Yeah, Georgia um, smack them. Number eighteen, Texas at Kansas. How is Texas? St- this must be not be. It's not updated rankings, uh, but Texas is probably still ranked, even though they're six and four. Because ESPN loves Texas. Yep. You, and they're I mean, nine they, point favorites. They didn't want to talk about um, TCU at all the other nights. Um, mm-hmm. Who are they playing at Kansas? At Kansas. Uh, I do think Texas gets that. I do too. Gets that done though. Uh, the two games of the week are in the Pac-12, believe it or not. Yep. Uh, number eight, USC, travels all the way to Pasadena, California to face number 12, UCLA. I see they are taking down the two uh, logos that cover up some some places in the stands. Ooh. They're opening up 17,000 more seats for this game. Expecting so expect 25,000 then. That's going to be a big a, one. a bigger crowd than normal. Um my dad made a good point earlier today. Watch for Caleb Williams to potentially win the Heisman. He's thrown for over 3,000 yards and 30. His next two games are on the national scene mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. big opponents, and then the Pac 12 <clears throat> championship would be. So, this is his chance to do something. Um, yep. UCLA, bad loss to Arizona. USC's only loss was a close loss to a pretty good Utah team. Give me the Trojans in this one. USC's two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm taking the road team. Give me USC as well. And then for the other game, that's a 10-30 Eastern time game. Number 13, Utah traveling to Austin Stadium, coming off a loss against Washington, Oregon. Oregon cannot get over the hump, Josh. It doesn't matter who's their coach. It doesn't matter who their quarterback is. It doesn't matter what stud talent they have around that quarterback. They shoot themselves in the foot. Every mm-hmm. single year. A couple years ago, it was like a Thursday night game against Arizona State. The other night, it was against Washington. It's not – Washington's a good team. Don't get me wrong. It's not because they lost to a bad Washington team. It's how they lost. They choked mm-hmm. that thing away bad. And Bo Nix said bye-bye to any Heisman consideration he was in for. Um, give me Utah on the road. I think Oregon's going to be down the dumps. 
Give me Oregon at home. Uh, USC is the Pac-12's only hope at this point, and they already have yes. a loss. So it'll be interesting to see if they get in or not. But uh, I, I think Oregon bounces back. Uh, Utah's starting to play some good football uh, mm-hmm. here recently. Uh, they needed to. But, uh, yeah, give me uh, give me Oregon. Actually, you know what? No, I'll, I'll wait to do my book. It. Give me Oregon. And Notre Dame hosts Boston College. Um, Notre, Notre Dame's 20-point favorite. Boston mm-hmm. College did have a really good upset road win over a ranked NC That's State team. Very surprising. Notre Dame about got caught from behind against Navy somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I think Notre Dame rolls, and then they will meet with USC in the last week of the year. Yeah. Um, NFL time. Three winners, three losers. Well, uh, my first winner, and we didn't even get to talk about this on last week's podcast because it it was announced on Tuesday that Jeff Saturday was the interim head coach going forward for the Indianapolis Colts. I made fun of that. I laughed at that. But I got to give props where props is due. Impressive win over the LA, or LA over the Las Vegas Raiders yesterday. Um, wasn't the prettiest, but they got it done, and they uh, their players looked like they were playing harder than they had in weeks previous. So Colts are one of my winners. Yeah, they are one of my winners as well. Uh, we made fun of the Jeff Saturday thing, which we had every right to do. Everyone was making fun of it. Still makes zero sense. Still think it was a really dumb thing for Ursay to do. But I got to give credit where it's due. He kept the team together, and uh, they found a way to win against a team that is just flatlining. Derek Carr's <laughs> not going to be back next year. Uh, Josh McDaniels, 50-50 in my opinion at this point if he's back. Um, it's ugly. Very yep. ugly. Um, one of my other winners, and I'm sure you have him on the list as well, the Minnesota Vikings. You betcha. Look at Kirk. Man, coming back from 14 down on the road. 17 down, Buffalo. wasn't it? Was it 17? Mm-hmm. In Buffalo, uh, that was insane, that uh, that fumble at the goal line. Uh, that fumble recovery by Eric Kendricks to give the Vikings the lead with 41 seconds left was the first go-ahead Non-offensive touchdown scored by a trailing team in the last minute of the fourth quarter since 1986. Ooh, there's a good stat. Can you believe it? That was insane. Yeah, I it. I mean, two good teams going at it, but all of a sudden you look at Buffalo. I mean, they're still very, very good. They got three losses, you know, and uh, I, don't, I don't think Buffalo can win in Kansas City. They need to get home uh, field to have a chance. I. Yeah. And they already like, did win in Kansas City. Well, yes, they did. Thank you. Thank you. But postseason. But, in yes. the postseason. But thank you for correcting me. I forgot um, about that. Uh, but yeah. I think the I think the road to Lamar Hunt's gotta run through Kansas City again. Yeah. I agree. Speaking of the Bills in Kansas City, they have not scored a second half touchdown since week six in Kansas City. Week seven, they're on by week eight versus Green Bay. They scored three points in the second half. Versus the Jets in week nine, three points in the second half. Uh, versus Minnesota this past week, just six points on two field goals. So uh, something, something's going on there. Josh Allen's leading the NFL in um, interceptions thrown. Um, so very dangerous team, but they obviously have uh, some issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last winner, Tampa Bay Bucks. I think those final 40 seconds against the Rams turned their season around, unfortunately. And uh, the Bucks will be a force to reckon with. Uh, the rest of the way. How about that crowd in Munich yesterday? Pretty cool. That was great. Huh? Yeah. Pretty they, good. They, they enjoyed themselves. They really mm-hmm. did. Uh, my last winner, another team I've been given a lot of grief, so I got to give credit where credit's due. That's the Green Bay Packers. 
Mm-hmm. Good overtime win against the Dallas Cowboys yesterday, including the playoffs. The Cowboys were 195-0 and all-time when leading by 14 or more points going into the fourth quarter. That streak was snapped. The hands of Aaron Rodgers yesterday and, and the Green Bay Packers. And maybe the Packers get back rolling and could maybe somehow limp their way into the playoffs. I don't know. Six losses already. I think their percentage <laughs> to make the playoffs still in 18%. That's higher than it would have been yesterday with the loss. Mm-hmm. So uh, credit yep. where credit's due. Good win for the Packers in overtime yesterday. Three losers. Uh, one of my losers. Um, you know, I'm tired of putting the Raiders in my losing category. So I just threw Josh McDaniels in the losing category. <laughs> um, he's awful. He's an awful head coach. Um, really, I think, aside from Andy Reid, the other three coaches the AFC West – Good potential they all three are looking for employment yeah. after the season. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Josh McDaniels is just a disaster. I would love it if Denver could put the final nail in the coffin for him this weekend and it comes full circle for him as a head coach. It would be pretty funny. But I don't um, know if it will happen. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, the, I should just put the AFC West besides the Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs on this Every list. week you could pretty uh, much. I have two other teams on here. Chargers. Are one of my losers. Me too. Uh, had, had a lead on the road in San Francisco. Herbert does what he has done his entire career, which is just not win games. Um, and he he's didn't even look good last night at all. Um, so it seems like that narrative starting to change a little bit. They can blame injuries all they want, uh, but uh, he's just he's not a guy that's won, and that's mm-hmm. that's an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denver Broncos are one of my losers. Um, had a lead. I, they were up 10 to three at one point, weren't they? 10 zero. Uh, 10 zero at one point. Uh, didn't score in the second half. Um, chargers lost. They could have just been a game behind for a playoff spot. Cause now the Patriots are in that seven spot right now facing a Carolina team in two weeks. I forget. Oh, they play the Raiders this week. Then Carolina. Correct. Um, had a chance to go on a little bit of a run and, uh, they didn't, they had two weeks. To fix the offense, and they didn't. It's not fixable at this point. Uh, and, and, you know, I could I could complain about injuries, too, because they are very injured, but it doesn't matter. When your defense is injured, they're still finding ways. Yeah. Their defense is the best scoring defense in the NFL, giving up 16.6 points per game. Their offense is the worst scoring offense in the league, averaging 14.6 points per game. I mean, if I'm a defensive player, I just want to strangle somebody on offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, they held Derrick Henry to 53 rushing yards, 2.8 yards per rush, and lost the game. Yeah. Their second-half drive yesterday, punt, 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 game-ending interception after getting down near to the red zone. Yeah. It's just maddening. It's just maddening. Nathaniel Hack, after after the game yesterday, the defense did their job. They did a great job throughout the game. I quote mm-hmm. tweet and said, like they have every single game. Mm-hmm. I mean, this team has lost by one score or less Every loss except the Raider loss. They're this close. All they got to do is just get a little bit, anything from the offense, and the offense can't do it. And I know the offense lines in shambles now with injuries, but I don't care. When you pay a quarterback that much money, you find a way to pull out some of these victories, and they're not doing it. When the Jets make the playoffs here in about two months, the Broncos will be the longest 10-year playoff drought in the league going back to 2015. Yep. 
speaking of the Titans, they are the exact opposite of the Broncos where they have found a way to get it done because their offense has only outgained one team so far this year in their six and three. Yep. They just find way. Yep. It's the margin's thin and they find a way. My um, last loser is the Cowboys. I know I hate the game with, uh, with yeah. the Packers, but they, I mean, they're on the wrong side of history. They're and, up 14. Um, yeah. Just when I'm thinking in my head in the fourth quarter, I'm like, I'm going to go on the podcast tomorrow and say the Cowboys might NFC representative as of right now for the Super Bowl. Nope. Glad I don't have to come on and say that's today because they uh, proved me wrong. So, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, as I said, you uh, you beat me and pick them. Three straight, um, J-Man. What, what's, what's the excuse this week? Uh, the excuse this week is the teams I picked did not win as much as they oh, should. That's valid. Very valid. It's also very true. <laughs> um, Thursday night is actually a halfway decent matchup for the first time in forever. Uh, Tennessee Titans at the Green Bay Packers. I've talked a lot of trash about Green Bay the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even said I wasn't going to pick them the rest of the year. Well, I lied. I'm taking that back because I want to win four straight. And just because of that, I'm taking the Packers for three points. I'm taking the Packers for two, so your strategy wasn't all I, that. I, I don't. Over. I still don't trust them, but <laughs> I don't either. I, th- I just think yeah. they're better. They're they got more talent than the Titans. Mm-hmm. But Derrick Henry could go run for two hundred yards. So yeah, another loser for my week could have been the Atlanta Falcons. Good lord, that was embarrassing. Oh, they were night. trash. Uh, Chicago Bears at the Atlanta Falcons. I think the Falcons bounce back. Uh, I mean, the Bears they're they're, they're putting up points, but it doesn't matter. They're losing games. I think the Falcons get it done. Give me the Falcons for six. This will be the J-Man's Book It Prediction of the Week. Give me the Bears on the road. One point. I'll tell you why. Atlanta is the worst offense the Bears have faced here the past couple weeks where they've scored points. So if if, if they score 31, 35, whatever, against the Falcons, they will beat the Falcons, in my opinion. Did did you know the Bears – have rushed for 200 yards, five straight games, the longest streak since the 1976 pretty Steelers. Good. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. I actually have some uh, Tua stats here before we get any farther. Uh, there have only been two players in NFL history that have had three consecutive games with 275 pass yards, three pass touchdowns, and a 135-plus passer rating. Tua Tungabailoa and Kurt Warner, who won the MVP. Good company to be in. With Tua on the field this year, Miami is averaging 6.8 yards a play, which is tied for second most ever yards per play in a season. The 2000 Rams had seven yards per play. Marshall Falk won MVP. 18 Chiefs had 6.8 yards per play. Mahomes won MVP. 2011 Saints, 6.7. Breeze was MVP runner-up. 2004 Colts, Manning MVP. 2016 Falcons, Ryan MVP. 2001 Rams, Warner MVP. Tua deserves some MVP buzz. And he he's oh. starting to get it a little bit. Crowd was chanting it the other day. They were. They were. Cleveland at Buffalo. Buffalo for 14. Oh, no. Buffalo for 13. Excuse me. I have Buffalo for 14. Um, yeah, they, they bounce. They're not losing three in a row. Cleveland's trash. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles at the Indianapolis Colts. If, if, if Saturday and the Colts can give Philadelphia their first loss, because I think Philly wins tonight against Washington, if they can give them their first loss, then they're going to make uh, some rumbles around the NFL. But I think Philly's too talented. Give me Philly for eight. Philly for six. Uh, New York Jets at the New England Patriots. Right now, if the season ended, all AFC East teams would be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think the Jets get the revenge on the road against Ooh. the Patriots. Jets for two. 
Give me the Patriots for 11. Jets suck. Uh, <laughs> LA Rams at the New Orleans Saints. Saints for one, because I don't know who's playing quarterback for the Rams. Rams are garbage. Um, they're done. I declared them done before, or declared them done last week, and then they lost to Arizona. And Cooper uh, Cup's hurt. And Cooper Cup's hurt. With all He's on my fantasy team. Woo! I'm taking the Rams for seven for zero reason. I don't know why. Uh, Detroit Lions at the very overrated New York Giants. They just keep winning, though, Josh. They're gonna. I mean, they might not do much in the playoffs, but they're going to get there. Give me the Giants Give for me. 12. Giants for five. Uh, Carolina Panthers at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens for 11. I have the Ravens for 13. Uh, well, Baker is starting for Carolina, though. I don't know if that'll change. Yeah, it won't matter. <laughs> Washington football team at the Houston Texans. Are we sure Baker's <clears throat> not concussion protocol after headbutting all his teammates without helmet on? <laughs> yeah. uh, give me the Washington Commanders for seven. I have Washington for eight. Uh, Vegas Raiders at the Denver Broncos. Game of the week. You know, I'm a big pro wrestling fan. A lot of times when somebody's leaving a company and somebody's storylines in trouble, they do a loser leaves town match. This mm-hmm. is what should be between Josh McDaniels and Nathaniel Hackett. Loser <laughs> leaves town match. Give me the Broncos for five. I have the Broncos for three. They're going to get it done on Sunday. Well, uh, Dallas Cowboys at the Minnesota Vikings. I have the Vikings, but only for four. I think this will be a good the, one. I have the Vikings only for four as well. Would not be surprised if Dallas beats them. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Good win for the Steelers yesterday. Kenny Pickett's best NFL game to date, mm-hmm. but give me the Cincinnati Bengals for nine. I have the Bengals for 12. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs at the L.A. Chargers. I have taken the Chiefs on the road for 14 points. Chargers <laughs> lose back-to-back Sunday night games. Uh, I am taking the Chiefs for 10. Uh, San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals. I really wish San Francisco would lose out so Denver would have a decent mm-hmm. first-round pick, but mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. Give me San Fran on the road for 10. I have San Fran for 9. I think Arizona's terrible. Uh, so uh, that is going to do it for uh, Pick'em this week. And before we get any further, this episode is brought to you by the Damn Landing. Whether you're an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-bread, tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, Damn Landing is the place to be. The Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Mantle. Focus on freshness and quality. You can wash down their delicious foods when there's 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitou on the Beer Garden Outdoor Bar area with a reboot or wheels, the damn lane is place to be located 1305 Union Road in Rochester. Did you say who J-Man's Book it Prediction Week? J-Man's Week's Book Prediction Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance and Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, business, renters, workers, comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watching Justin Fields is the fourth player mm-hmm. in NFL history to record both a 50-yard passing touchdown and 50-yard rushing touchdown in the same game alongside Ace Parker and what two other players? As I said, Lamar Jackson did it week two against the Dolphins. Um, He ran for an 81-yarder and threw an 80-yarder to Rashad Bateman or something like that. He he is one of them, right? I hope I'm not. Yes, uh, yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like, oh, did I get that wrong? Um, the other guy, there's a couple guys that come to mind. It seems like one super obvious I don't want to take him, but I feel like I should take him because it's the safest choice, and that's Mike Vick. No, sir. Okay. That's why I shouldn't have taken him. (laughs) 
Who is it? Cam Newton. Cam! Man, I should have thought of Cam. That would have been a much better choice. Vic would have been way too obvious. Well, hey, get a par, it. though. I'll give you a par. You're going to give me a par for that? Okay. okay. Yeah, I'll give you a par. I'm going to be nice. You remember that? Remember that in the future when you have multiple? Give me a par because I could make myself one stroke back, but I'll keep two because I like a challenge. I remember that. And I feel I bad for you. Your line I lost. You've lost three <laughs> straight and pick them. I'm, I'm giving you a the, moment. The pick, the pick em thing upsets me more than the Illinois <laughs> loss does. <laughs> Fair Thanks enough. for watching. The Tan and J-Man show live on the ISC Sports Network. We will be back at it next Monday with another episode. Have a fantastic week, everybody.